Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grabbag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives and varying skill range. I am the Archmage of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who plays with his wand too much, Keith. Hello. And of course, our nobody, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played Nobody Saves the World by Drinkbox Studios. Nobody Saves the World is a top-down action role-playing game where you are playing a white baby, as a lot of people describe you in the world, but you are essentially a blank slate of a person who, of course, is called nobody, and you end up stumbling upon a magical wand which lets you transform into different beings, whether it be a snail, or no, whether it be a slug, a strong man, a zombie, whatever the situation requires. But going around... So for me, this is a game, almost a definite game. I had a ton of fun with Nobody Saves the World. My biggest gripe, I did not care for the world. The world itself... In the environments they built, it was just kind of lifeless. And I thought I was so missed because there was a lot of moments of this game where I thought it was going to be hilarious. It was just kind of a miss. But the gameplay is a ton of fun. So I definitely really recommend you check it out. So I I think for I, I think this has got to be a definite game for me. I think it is because I just I, I had a ton of fun with all of my gameplay in it. I, I do agree there's some things that could have been better in some ways about the game but or in terms of yeah the world and, and some of the ways that things shook out i guess but all in all i, I had a ton of fun playing it it's multiplayer it's actually re- plays really well with friends yeah co-op's great yeah i think I, I just definitely think it's worth checking out for me it's a game i have to bring it up because <laughs> i my memory is really bad we are re-recording because we lost the original audio. So yeah. we're obviously in Thank a different week's that game. Up. Well, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I think I had little bouts of burnout throughout it. And I think it's kind of important for like for me to say because I give it a game, but it was I had these like, long bursts and then I'd just be like, oh, I need a break. So I ah, my mind is like a sieve, you know. <laughs> this is going to be hard. <laughs> so as I said, with the story with Nobody Saves the World... You just wake up and you are this black-eyed white baby who, I mean, I should just say child, but everyone does call you a baby, which is kind of funny, but you have no memory at all. You wake up at a shack and people just tell you, hey, go visit the local wizard. Maybe he'll be able to uh, help you out. But then you find out the local wizard's missing. And so you take it upon yourself to rescue this wizard because the great calamity is starting to spread across the world and you're taking it upon yourself to try to save this world. And that honestly is the majority of the story. Because unfortunately, even though this is considered a role-playing game, I was disappointed that there really was an interesting side quest or side characters that were that fun. But overall, what did you guys think of the story? The ending really kind of bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I wasn't what it I was, was okay. expecting. It was, but it was also kind of sad. And then I also, you're talking about like side quests and characters and stuff. Why is the mummy there? I know. I, a- I thought that it was kind of just... Useless. I know. It's a character called Danielle the Mummy, and literally she only says this, because mm, mm, she's a mummy. And it's like, oh, this game's going to be hilarious. Like, you inter- get introduced to her, like, right away. And I was like, this game's going to be hilarious. And they did nothing with, like, any of the characters or any of, like, the side humor that they're trying to go for. I like, mean, the wizard that wants to, you know, get up in the world. Yeah. He, I thought, was really funny. But besides that, I mean, I feel like the humor kind of slowly fizzled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... So that's one of those things about the gameplay that's we talk about it all the time, but I, I think that they actually they do a good job at it is you have these little dialogue moments, I think with a couple of people, but largely with with this one main character who's, you know, the major's assistant. And you basically only get two choices that don't have any matter of what you do. So great. But they know they're doing it and they kind of make fun of it. So I thought they did a really good job with the way the dialogue played out in some ways, but at the same time, it, I think we were, compa- if I remember, we compared it to the messenger and the, some of the side characters in that game where you could just talk to them and they were just so engaging and lifeful. The characters here, they had one line and one line only, like oh every time you talk to them. I know. I always got so disappointed. I'd go to like a new village and I'm like, Ooh, this village is kind of cool looking with some interesting characters. And you go up to people and they're just like, I like turtles. And it's like, that's all they say. And it's just like, Okay, cool. Well, thanks. 
I think it would have been funny that depending on your response, it would have made it harder for you. I think that would have been an awesome thing. To Not that I would want it to be harder, but I mean, I feel like that would be a really cool a subtle thing to way add. to like increase the difficulty of the game. Yeah, because like what if, if you pick wrong somebody, and then you put on nightmare mode? <laughs> or if you're like, oh, will you do this for me, and you really don't want to, so you hit no, and then they're just like, okay, well. The shortcut is now blocked, you know? <laughs> I feel like that'd be an awful mechanic. Especially for, I can't believe someone like I would you is suggesting that. I would rather have that than just have dialogue choices that don't mean anything. That's like a, a pet peeve of mine for games. Could you imagine getting like two hours in this game and you make it a choice and it just like puts the game on nightmare mode for you? <laughs> Babe, that would be a nightmare for you. <laughs> I did not you say just, nightmare mode. I just said, you said block a difficult. shortcut. <laughs> No, I just said block a shortcut or something. Okay, hold on. This is coming from the person who says a game needs to respect your time, and you're suggesting they block shortcuts? But you know what? People also need to be respectful. You know, if you're going to be rude and, and toss an insult, I mean, sometimes so, there are consequences for your actions. You want the game to teach morality? Why not? Somebody has to. <laughs> That's an interesting suggestion, Liz. Yeah, I, I, there are definitely games where I would I would like that suggestion list. Not nobody saves the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think we needed it here. I at least wanted a difference with like, when you pick a dialogue choice. That's all I'm saying. So Keith, being our uh, you know our master story lover here, oh. I don't know what the title to give you. Master story lover. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's your official title. Congratulations. <laughs> Did you even notice there was the story at all? Yeah, I, I mean, because it, it kind of forces you to watch it. There's, there's, uh, Not really. there's only like two cutscenes. No, but you have to, you, ha- I mean, you at least have to skip through the dialogue, and it doesn't have the quick skip. So oh. it, even hitting A to skip through it just kind of speeds up the dialogue a little bit. So at that point, I'm like, I don't know, I'll just read it as it goes across the screen, and you can skip, yeah, like the two cutscenes at the beginning and end of the game, but they're like a minute, and also at that point. I don't know. I'm moderately invested. I've, I've been following along for the most part. I, I didn't think it was anything terrible by any means, but it, I wasn't it, the the storyline wasn't what kept me playing the game. It was it was by and far the gameplay. Of course, he's gonna like follow along the story. There isn't that much to it. You should ask him that when there's a game that he really likes and there's a lot of story. I mean, I thought this game had a good amount of story. It kept me interested. I really wanted to beat but this game because I really wanted to know what was going on. Like, like little scenes, yeah. but it's really not a lot in one sitting is what I mean. Like you play a lot and then you kind of get like a little tidbit. Yeah. I mean, for a role-playing game, it's it's definitely light on the story compared to other role-playing games. But I thought like the world they were building was cool. I was just so disappointed in the end. I was actually like kind of blown away how dark it got because I don't know. Like to me, I was like, oh, this game, you know, is probably for like younger people. Not like. I don't know, like teenage, I guess you'd say. But then like some of the story elements gets really dark. Like you have like a pair, like a kid with like these two melting husks of bodies that are his parents. And he's just like calling out to his parents. And it was like, this is really dark. Like this is really sad. There's also no justice at all either. It's like do crappy things. And you know what? Nothing will happen to you. I don't like that moral. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you saved the world. Everyone's happy and fine in the Spoiler end. alert, Keith. Even okay. though it's in the title, but still, spoilers. I don't know who did yeah, it. <laughs> but you're not really saving the world. I don't want to give too much away, but you're not a hero. Well, you're a nobody. Everybody hero not, saves the world. You're nobody saves the world. Is, is everybody dead at the end of the game? No, everyone's alive. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's you know, in said husks. I don't know. I'm just saying. Keith. The world exists at the end of the game. So, I, I really, I if I set a pack of wild dogs on you and then I uh-huh. saved you, would you be like, "Wow, Liz, you're a hero," even though I almost got you killed? I mean, you still saved me, so thanks for that. I, I appreciate <laughs> that you saved me. I mean, it, it could still be a storyline that Liz saves Keith from do- wild pack of dogs. I feel like what I said was too much of a spoiler. <laughs> a little bit, but this goes beat honestly, over me. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> It's you're really not giving away any big twist or anything like that. I wanted to know more about the dolphins, you know. <laughs> that, oh, that, that was actually that was the only funny side quest, and it, which is an achievement as well. But yeah, you are trying to translate this one particular dolphin, and uh, you end up finding what he's saying is very inappropriate, and it's actually pretty hilarious. But that's what I—that's just my biggest like complaint. I just I was expecting this game to be like so much 
like so much more like humorous with its storytelling, but it really wasn't. Even its characters, its characters were cool, just not interesting. Did you want to learn more about the characters that you become? So like the bodybuilder yeah. or the mermaid? The I was curious. It's scary like, are you, mermaid. Are you possessing people? I want to say no, because like you don't really see zombies or mermaids in the world. You just transform into them. Yeah, I think it's I think it's purely just a transformation. I don't, I don't think it's a, a hostile takeover of any means. But I mean, but that's one thing I loved about this game was the transformation. The transformation is just a ton of fun in this game. The gameplay is, you know, as I said, this is a role-playing game. So you are leveling up each one of these characters that you're transforming into. But the way you level up is actually very unique. Anytime you are playing a certain character, let's say like the archer, you have specific quests just for that archer. And when you complete those quests, that's how you get experience points for that spe- for the archer. And then, of course, you also level up your white body husk person. But I loved the mechanics of the quest in this game because they constantly challenge you to play differently, which is like, as I said before, why I like achievements when achievements try to challenge me to do something different in the game. That's essentially what these quests did. So it's like, hey, you're playing the archer, but use the guard's ability and kill so many people with the guard's ability as the archer. And this cool mix and match that you can do just really livens up the gameplay. And I loved it. I love that there are, I mean, there are certain characters that I really didn't want to play, but the fact that you can swap the things horse. out yeah, and still <laughs> do it and still kind of customize it, I really love. Because, I mean, you still have to keep like the first, right? Yeah. Like, the first the, the, every character has a signature move, which the signature move is what regenerates mana. But yeah, it forces you to get out of your comfort zone and try the other characters. Because for me, like I first loved uh, the guard and then the bodybuilder. You and then it was him and the monk. I just like, and it was also, I loved being able to switch back and forth when you're traveling because some of them were so slow. It's like, <laughs> mouse, here we come. Yep. You know, it's a weird dynamic, and I don't know if you noticed this at all, Andrew, playing the game. I felt like it kind of gave tutorial information slow. Like, I learned that I could change my characters using the, the quick, like, left bumper. Probably yeah, the, a good 30 minutes before it told you within the game. I was like, hey, did you know you could do this to do this quickly? I was like, yeah. I kind of just did that by accident and figured it out. No, I do agree with you because I first started playing this game with Liz. We started doing co-op. And, of course, you only get, like, one or two skins. So, of course, you're pressing pause, going to the, like, menu where you go to select your skins and then change to that person. And I remember complaining to Liz, like, you know, we were getting pretty good at quickly doing it. But it would still just pause the game for both of us, so it was kind of annoying. And I, I wish there was a quick way to kind of just quickly change your skins. And then sure enough, like, yeah, we got that tip too, where it's like, oh, hold right bumper. You can change real quickly. And it's like, well, that would have been nice to know at the very beginning. There is a lot of pausing when you play multiplayer. Yeah, there is. It's it's definitely one of the biggest drawbacks to it. But outside of that, it played smoothly. There's, there's what, like a bungee cord or whatever you want to call it. Like, you have to stay within the main frame of the 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 person who's hosting the game. Yeah, the main screen, but yeah. all in all, it, it plays really well. And I think one of my favorite things about it, as you guys were talking about the customization of the characters, is if I joined Andrew's game, I could customize all of my characters using what he had unlocked so far in the game. And when I would log back into Andrew's game, it remembered everything that I had. So I didn't have to do that every single time I logged into the game. Because if you had to do that, it wouldn't, it would have taken away from it because it is a lot of pausing, but largely once you're doing some end game stuff, if you're playing co-op, you, you have everything set up the way you want it to be. And so it's just, it, it becomes the series of just all hot wheels on the change. So I absolutely love the co-op in this game. The co-op in this game is, is like this. If I first saw this game, I would never think that this game needed co-op, but after playing it, it's just a ton of fun. Uh, just so you know, there is no couch co-op. It's strictly online. So unfortunately you can't play with someone in the same room with you. But yeah, as Keith said, it's just, it works so well. So I start, you know, none of my friends are on. So I'm starting a single player game, playing it. And then at any point, Keith can jump into my single player game. And then, yeah, while he's doing his things, which is great because his, whenever he finishes a quest, it's actually doing it for my game. So we're essentially leveling up these characters twice as fast because, you know, he's playing the archer, I'm playing the guardsman, and we're working on two different sets of quests, but we can just knock them both out at the same time and really level up these characters quick. Yeah, and Keith logs out, you know, and it'll save his stuff if he ever comes back, or that Liz will jump into my game, and then, you know, now Liz can fiddle with things and change things up, and 
it was just a lot of fun. I loved the co-op. It's also nice, too, because sometimes in the caves, a lot of the enemies will have specific things to break their shields. Yep. And so sometimes I would really want to try to upgrade my character. So, you know, Andrew would do the first blast on that room, and then the next room, like, I would I would be able to do it. So yeah. I would do it, light damage. You would do dark damage. Exactly, yeah. And I also like to, I forget what they're called, but, like, the secondary abilities, like the money magnet and stuff. Oh, the passive abilities? Yeah. So, like, when you go in the caves, because I really struggled in the caves playing by myself at the beginning and then when I was playing with Andrew like there's a little sign at the beginning that tells you you know what makes this harder and so he would there's one in particular where you know you take a lot of damage so you have to have the egg one so you get like one sixth of the damage and so for me I learned from Andrew that you really have to think about those slots as well and really customize it that way and also when you're with two people you can usually have the money magnet going, which I feel like is so much easier. Andrew hated doing co-op with me. Oh my God. Because I love to loot. <laughs> so having the money magnet thing made it a lot faster. <laughs> you know, some people have addictions to alcohol, some drugs, <laughs> some gambling. Liz has an addiction to loot. Like, my God, you cannot leave a single jar unsmashed. You got, I got to better. open everything. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a lot of jars and pots and plants and things in this game that just yes. don't have anything in it. So it's Pull just like I, check. I would I would never go out of my way. I would generally try to take everything out that was in my path that I was going. But but yeah, I, I tried not to go out of my way too much for it. I also want to point out too that with those caves where you're fighting the boss, how sometimes that you can't advance your character. But they have like the infinite quest still going. Because sometimes I'm always like, oh man, like I really want to get him to see so I can unlock this character. But I like that they still allow you to do your, is that what it's called? Infinite quests? Yeah. 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 So I thought that that was actually really helpful. And then I really want to talk about how amazing the maps were. I like the little check marks. I said that it's done. I feel like we have played games where I'm like, I really, really want a map. And this one shows you where all the water is. So it's like, oh, I didn't go to that area, but now I have the mermaid. So I just thought it was really helpful. Yeah, the map of this game is really impressive. And the teleporters. I forgot that too. Yeah. I know. I feel like this is like your number one complaint for games is like, oh, it doesn't have a map or the map sucks. This game has a fantastic map. Yeah, if you are trying to 100% this game and find out the collectibles, it makes it very easy to do. Well, I was playing this game today and another game as well. And the other game, the map was not nearly as good as this one. So it kind of made me appreciate it a bit more. <laughs> but, I okay, you brought up a really good point. That one thing I loved about this game is, yeah, there's a ton of different skins that you get. You know, different... Uh, and with each skin, they have their own very unique play style, their own unique abilities. But I love this game did not pigeonhole you to oh, you have to get to, you have to beat like the third boss in order to unlock this skin. You essentially can unlock majority of this, like different forms really early in the game. The only requirement you need is to level up like a skin to like a level C. And then there's a, essentially like a skill tree that has all these forms on it. And if you, if you were, if you work your way up to this skill tree, like you can unlock skins just like different forms. So I just love that. I never felt like, oh, you know, I, I just want to rush this game, beat this boss so I can get, you know, the monk. No, all I have to do is, you know, work on the horse and work on, I think it was the zombie was the other one. And then boom, I got the monk. And like I said earlier, if you really love a character and you're bummed, you have to, you know, branch out and try to get more characters. You can always bring back their moves. Like I really liked the flex of the bodybuilder, the zombie, there were, and also the ones for the monk. So I just... That just made me not miss them as much. You just like the, the muscle man because he was a buff guy in a tight underwear and he would always flex his butt when you had him stand still. He just seemed nice. You know? <laughs> he, he seemed has, really nice. He's really buff. As he threw his barbell around and everybody seemed very, you know what? very When polite. I was throwing that barbell defending you, Andrew, I bet you were like, he seems like a nice guy. I, I would nice say fella. defending he, me. What a nice wow. butt. What a nice fella. <laughs> wow. What a nice greased up naked man. He was not naked. He was clothed. He, this game is not, it's not about PG-13. He just had a banana hammock. That's all. But you know what? Maybe it was really hot out, and maybe that's why his shirt is off. And you're just judging him, and he's actually the nicest guy in the world. You should think before you judge. I mean, it's not a bad theory. I mean, heck, your main character is naked. Yeah, that's not grease. That's sweat. Because he's, <laughs> he's saving the world. Is he? Is he, Liz? He's carrying the world on his back. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's just like so. What I loved about Nobody Says the World is just it just constantly makes you change up your gameplay, which I know some people hate. You know, some people like you know the one winning combo that they can just destroy everything, but every dungeon you go to makes you change up your gameplay. You know, to do quests, you got to change up your gameplay. To unlock new forms, you got to change up your gameplay. You're, so you're just constantly rotating your abilities, switching to different play styles, and everyone just felt so unique. I got to ask you guys, what was your favorite? I know, and Liz said yours, the, the muscle man, the monk. Well, I mean, but I also really enjoyed going back to the guard and the mouse. And I also like, too, that the environments made you go back to those, too. Because, like, there's only, there's certain areas that only the mouse can go or the mermaid. And so, for me, whenever I went back, I, I remembered what I liked about that character. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can bring this to this character. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I, yeah, the bodybuilder and the monk, I think, were my, my faves. I think yeah, I, I I think I would say for sure that I liked the monk a lot. I think it was a ton of fun. I I I liked the like rain in the sky or whatever yeah. sky rain. That was that was a cool ability. But I think overall, I I actually had a ton of fun just playing with a ghost. It was kind of lazy because you just kind of <laughs> had this passive aura, but you would just kind of let I don't know you would you would kite enemies around and just build up these big groups and you could just kind of mow them down pretty quickly with that that passive ability added on with like the fear and everything. It was. It was it was kind of fun, and you could go across water, and and you could take care of just about anywhere you wanted to go. It wasn't small though, right? You still had to go to like the mouse to get through some small areas. Yeah, only the mouse can go through the mouse hole. Uh no, the snail could go through too. Oh, I never tried that. Yeah, yeah the snail was a lot of fun actually too. I yeah, they were all really fun. I the only one I really didn't like, and mostly just because I couldn't get good at it, was the horse. But I think it was actually a really fun mechanic because. One of the gameplay elements is that you can lock your direction of attack and the horse attacks backwards. So you have to like run past things and like lock your, your direction and attack backwards. It's, I couldn't get it right in my head and do it well, but it's also really cool at the same time. I was actually expecting a bit more from the dragon and the necromancer, especially because you kind of really have to work your way up to them. I thought that when you got to them, they would just be these dynamite characters. The dragon is really good. They, yeah, they are, it but can be. I don't think they're better than, say, the monk or the bodybuilder. I mean, they're different, but I wouldn't say that I was like, oh, I finally worked up to this because they just like seem really cool. See, for me, I, I kind of get what you're saying because I, they're not super overpowered, but I, I think I still go back to where Andrew was saying it's nice that they're not. There, there almost just isn't one overpowered combo. Yeah, kind of yeah. everything is is equally viable, but it, it does make them a bit underwhelming as a result. Andrew, did you you leveled up my horse for me, didn't you? I leveled you up the horse for both of like... you guys. And <laughs> you're like, that's uh, not gonna no, work. I, I did a lot of the horse one myself. You did, yeah. Keith definitely did a bit more, but yeah. Anytime I was playing both of you guys, I usually was like the horse. But like, I didn't ask horse. you. I was like, can you do this for me? You just saw me and you were like. You didn't need to ask. I knew what you, <laughs> I know a lot of times what you're thinking, babe. And I'm like, okay, I'll play the horse. Don't you like that horse character? But the horse really wasn't that bad. It did a ton of damage, which was nice. It was tricky to play with. For me, my I loved the dragon. The dragon was one of my favorites. And then, of course, the monk. But I, I loved the snail and the robot. We didn't. The robot's slow, but man, he has some great abilities. Oh, that drill is cool, yeah. But yeah, the my least favorite, I really didn't like the Necromancer. He honestly didn't bring anything that interesting to the table. Like, he could summon dead people, but it's like, you already had a couple classes that could summon. The zombie. So it was just kind of like, eh. And then, like, his abilities just weren't that impressive. And then I didn't care for the rogue. The rogue had just had too long of cooldowns, and he just, I don't know, he didn't do too much. Yeah, I, I avoided, that was, or I wouldn't say avoided, but that was, I think, one of the last ones I leveled up because I just, I, I wasn't ever interested in playing it very much. But one thing I loved about uh, this game is since everyone has like these different abilities, like the rogue has an ability where he goes invisible and then he can like backstab somebody. If we put that ability on a different person, let's say like the horse, it's actually really funny that the horse disappears and like he'll actually pick up his hoof and like have a, a dagger attached to it and like stab people with it. The animations when you put the abilities on different people are actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, I think one of my favorite ones I I noticed was the was the strongman, Liz's favorite. When you put on one of the archer's abilities that it was like, I don't know, like an auto shot. He would like lift up his arm and shoot him out of his armpit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. 
He was he was one of the first ones I noticed it on. But yeah, I was like, that's that's pretty awesome. And I and I, like you said, I just think it's such a perfect attention to detail. And and I even as stupid as it is or as little as it is, I I really appreciate that they did it. But one thing about the gameplay that I found to be kind of disappointing too was the bosses. Every dungeon has a boss, which once real quick too, but another thing I loved about the dungeons, the dungeons are super quick. You're looking at like five to 15 minutes to do a dungeon, which is great. But the bosses were generally majority of the times a bigger version of a monster you were fighting. So it's just a reskin version and they didn't really do anything that interesting until the final boss. The final boss actually had some interesting mechanics, but all the other ones were just like, yep, it's a, it's a bigger ooze. All right, I here we go. I like that it was very forgiving though, because there's yeah. like a portal that you can activate before you go into the boss. And so every time you die, you go back there instead of having to redo the whole cave. And actually, the reason why I stopped looting as much, by the way, what I said earlier, is I'd go through the caves and I'd like die a bunch sometimes if I wasn't really, you know, planning things out, especially at the beginning. And I was just like, I'm just going to go faster. Because yeah, every time you die, it respawns all <laughs> yeah, those jars. So this is like, ooh, new jars. Well, no, because I, I would respawn at the beginning and I was just like, it takes a long time if you're hitting every single jar. And I was just like, I just want to beat the boss and get to the boss. So that actually helped. But I do agree with you that the boss fights were kind of like, eh. Yeah, even the even the final boss fight, it was different, but it was nothing. Nothing it was right more home what about. I, it's what I wish it had done the whole game. Even if I yeah. had to do like that fight three different times, I would have been more interested than the boss fights I was given, and and so I will say that. But I I wish it was that, but bigger, because it. it it was like you had to change up real time and like really adjust on the fly. Now you can pause this game at any time and, and do everything at your own pace. So Even that's multiplayer, a nice... which is surprising. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it doesn't penalize you for switching up. So it's not like some super complicated thing, but at the same time you like, you have to, you have to think about how you wanted to play that, that final boss fight. And I wish the whole, or that all boss fights were like that throughout the gameplay. Yeah, I agree. One thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that I didn't realize this at first, but I saw all of a sudden the enemies were running away from me, and they looked scared. And I, I killed them. because you're them, a strong man. But then I felt bad. But it <laughs> turns out that if you're like, what is it, 10 over them or something? Yeah, if you're 10 levels above the enemies, they run away in fear. And you don't get any points for killing them. Correct. So I killed them needlessly. But like seeing them run away from me and then realize, Andrew told me, that you know, I wasn't getting any points, and they were like actually running from me. I felt terrible after. Why? They're literally killing innocent people, and you're like, "Oh, they're scared." One of them looked like a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are cute. Some of the enemies are like really annoying, and some of them are actually kind of adorable. They're literally destroying the world. You should have seen Keith's face when I said "kitty cat." You have a cat. I do. She's kind of a butthead. <laughs> stinks i feel like that's so many cat owners like response they're just like yeah this cat needs to go i've had it for 12 years now (laughs) oh no i want her i she's she's like 10 12 years old now and i want her to live another 10 or 12 years i mean she probably will she's a cat she's my baby but but she's dumb (laughs) she's kind of butthead you know what cats are such a a gamble like you can get the evilest cat the nicest cat the dumbest cat you don't know what you're getting i always say one in eight cats are a good cat but when you get that one oh yeah they're great do you know what's funny cats love andrew i know andrew does not want a cat (laughs) like i said i when it's a good cat it's a good cat no, but it's like but it's so that true aren't. that if you really like animals or you really like a particular animal, they will not go towards you. If you love dogs, that dog's gonna go to the other person. If you love cats, they're gonna go to the other person. It's really frustrating. I don't know. Dogs will. Dogs will. If it, if they're a good dog, don't go to anybody. It's just like well, I love people. When we visited you, Keith, your cat would always go to Andrew, and me and my oh, sister yeah. wanted to pet your cat, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, it was just like heck no. <laughs> Uh, cats, I'm not. I'm not standing up for that. There, they they will absolutely go to the person. It's because they know Andrew won't bother them. They're <laughs> like, oh no, and he's just like, yes, I can just sit here and no one will bother me. It's the same way too. If you have an allergy to cats, cats know it, and they just want to rub all over you. Or if you're afraid of dogs, they will come to you. <laughs> they smell fear. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> Enough of pet talk here. Welcome back to pet talk. Oh, but speaking of animals, free. and I, I don't want to jump ahead because it actually is an achievement too, but did you guys all experience true love, pony love? I thought you had to to no. get past there. No, you didn't no. have to. No, I, oh, I figured it out I later did. on. I'm slow. Okay, I did. <laughs> I, I do like that's what I mean the achievements at least were funny and like that's just what I mean this game is such a tease with its humor because sometimes it, it had a good joke and I was like this is great but it's so far in, in between each other I wanted just, it to be more like absurd oh me too and just throw it all in there I know don't have a mummy that can't talk like have like fart jokes <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying like I'm okay if they went immature and it's I, just, I, I think it's funny that you guys are so angry about the mummy. The mummy didn't bother me in the least. <laughs> if she farted, Not, she wouldn't have bothered me. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. There but, was a lot of weird characters in the game. There was, there was fish people and. There was a guy who was a hammer and wanted to be turned back to a human, but in yeah, the like, end realized being a hammer is great. But his story like, was sad. Yeah, I don't well, know. I mean, I guess kind of, but he learned to be happy with who he was. But I guess it's just. I, I don't know. You guys are you're really hung up about a mummy, and I I'm <laughs> I'm just with with all these other characters because you legitimately really? have a character a called Danielle the Mummy, and you do okay. nothing with her. Okay, she's a mummy. What is she? What is she? Like, what does do she exactly. tap it's, dance for you? No, does she? No. What's her story? What? Is she, was she born a mummy? Is there is there a whole civilization of people who are mummies? Did she die and she get resurrected as a mummy? Like, is well, she Andrew, intelligent? Is she rude? <laughs> you're, you're definitely not born as a mummy. You die, and then you become but a mummy. You don't know that. Not in this world. You, you're dealing with, with mutants. But I, I will say, your mummies? character is just, like, so rude and obnoxious. There's a talking fox. And so you'd think that when he went into, like, other forms, he would also be obnoxious. Or obnoxiously funny, I guess. I think you're trying to, like, dispute me saying uh, you were born a mummy. In a game where, like, you're literally a morphless baby who transforms into things. You're clearly born this, wrapped up. That makes perfect this, sense. Yes, you are. Swaddled in, in baby clothes. Yeah, you're born wrapped up. D- don't try to argue. I will I will beat you on this argument. I would believe in dragons first. This game has I mean, some talking foxes. And uh, you being born a mummy is apparently the most outlandish thing you can think is Because what about. is that stuff wrapped around your body? Why can't you just... Cut the slit where your mouth is and talk, like in uh, Hocus Pocus. That's another good question. I wish this game answered it. Like, how does she <laughs> bathe if it's cloth? How does she go to the bathroom? Maybe she doesn't. She's a mummy. I, I don't know. How does she <laughs> eat? Hmm? Oh, my gosh. She but should like, be dead you, by now. <laughs> again, I'm just going to stress the point that there, there's none of this background for any character here. There's yeah, a, but yeah. I think it's needed. Like, how does she eat? How does she do anything? Like, like, I can see how a dragon can eat. I can see how a mouse can eat. No, there's some. There's something there, wrong with this story. Are there, are there ghosts <laughs> that are born ghosts? Are they just ghosts? Is that a thing? Do they no. become ghosts? Because mm. I'm just saying, to, to Andrew's point, I, I now I have questions. <laughs> Do ghosts have buttholes? But hold, I don't know. <laughs> hold on. Only no, you are the only ghost. No, because you're dead. A ghost is dead. But so is a mummy. That's oh, true. that's true. But you're actually living <laughs> flesh, so your flesh will decay if you don't give nourishment, right? I, I guess. None. Mummies are but usually involved. But a ghost doesn't need nourishment, has, so like, they're okay. She's not fully covered. She has skin showing. <laughs> okay. We're talking way too we're talking way too much about. Do you know what? Mummy. Some mummy expert is gonna rip us apart. <laughs> <laughs> Archaeologist listeners, let us know. But yeah, I don't. It's just to me, it's so weird that you have a character and you call it Danielle the Mummy and you do nothing with it. It's like okay. But I will say the characters are cute. Yeah, I, I mean, loved the character designs, uh, the enemy designs. I mean, like I said, there's a cute cat. <laughs> I do like yeah. So you you different forms you have. You know, turtle, archer, guard, rogue, mermaid, zombie. Like you have a ton of different ones, and I love just kind of. They had fun with a good amount of them. Like, I like the mermaid. It isn't like this sexy, beautiful mermaid. No, you're like a siren with like jagged teeth. And you, honestly, you look like a dead fish. I loved it. <laughs> I, I actually, I thought the art style was just really cool in this game. Yeah, same with the zombie even. I don't know. It just, everything felt, there was like a, a weird life to it, even though it was kind of a lifeless little world of 
I don't know, cartoonishness, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, everything's like cutesy and fun, but also kind of ghoulish in ways. I, I thought overall it was really good. I thought I wasn't overly impressed, I guess, with like the layout of the game. Nothing was really impressive about the different biomes that I went to, but I I liked their ease of travel and the map along with it and the fast travel like Liz talked about. I think I, it was very well designed, but I think all of the characters were all, were the best part of it. Yeah, mechanic-wise, the biomes didn't do anything interesting, but I thought it made, it made it easy to navigate. I knew what oh, yeah. world I was in. I knew like the, the different parts of the map I was in because of how well diverse the areas were. Wait, I just realized looking at this picture, they all have the black eyes. You just noticed that. Do you know what? Okay, first of all, it has been like two, maybe three weeks since I've fully played the game. I played the game today, obviously, as a recap. But But you did not mention that last time we played this game. You did not realize. I didn't mention it last time? No. Well, I'm looking at the picture, and I'm just like, I wonder what it would look like. But it was in-game as well. In-game. No, you know what? I think I realized it when I was playing before, but now I'm looking at the picture. I'm just like, I wonder what they would look like with eyeballs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> what did you guys think of the enemies though? Because <laughs> I they're, I think they're kind of forgettable. They are. But I also don't know if that's my memory. <laughs> no. Because I remember the I remember some of them. But I don't think there was anything that I was really like, oh, this is a really cool enemy to fight. Not not too many had interesting mechanics. There was a couple later in the game that would summon like zombies from the dead corpses. So you kinda of figure out you gotta go after them. Some of them would refresh the um protective wards on them. So if you you know broke off their warg with a dark damage, you would have to like sometimes do it again if they got replenished. But yeah, overall, like the enemies for the most part are pretty forgettable. But they were also pretty simple, and I like that because it made doing the quest pretty easy. Oh, I just remembered there is that cave that was completely dark, and you had to light the lanterns, and the enemies would kind of like come at you through the dark. Yeah, I remember that cave was actually like really interesting, and I thought that they it was a cool element to to bring that. Cool story. It's I'm talking about <laughs> I'm graphics joking, where it's joking. dark and you have enemies coming at you. What I'm, are you talking about? If, if nothing else, it was a good and another thing. And I agree with you, Liz. So thank you for, for mentioning it. Andrew, shove it. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about graphics. That was graphical. <laughs> <laughs> Should I delete that? Was that mean? No, no leave uh, it in. Let people it. know that you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> Your true colors are showing tonight, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the graphics. I will say I was also a little disappointed. The dungeons design, even though like if you're in like oh a jungle, oh you're in like the mutant world. When it came to the dungeons, they were essentially still just hallways and paths and stairs. Like even though they had a slight different coloring and slight reskin, the dungeons really blended in together. I did not care for the dungeon designs. I, I thought didn't... they were fun, but I thought the designs of them were kind of bland. I'm embarrassed to say it took me a while to figure out which way was up the stairs and which way was down. <laughs> oh my gosh, Liz. I, I remember like being with Andrew and like going around and be like, oh, no, that's the wrong way. But then I, you know, I figured it out. I mean, if I was playing with you, I'm like, no, Liz, we just came from that way. You're like, no, we didn't. I'm like, how did we just turn around one corner and we're at the stairs again? No, that is the one we came at. I really have no sense of navigation. You really don't. Like, we keep coming back to the city that we live, and I, I can't tell you where anything is. <laughs> it's impressive. It's, it's honestly really impressive. But was also impressive, the music. It is. It yeah. Oh, transition. sorry. Keith, were you going to say something? Nothing important. <laughs> and that's not even like, a, oh, no, no, I, no, nothing important, honestly. So it's fine. I really like the music. There was one, I forget what came, I was trying to find it today and I didn't, but it reminded me, I think of the 80s. I remember mentioning it to you, Andrew, that I was like, it was like really just like getting you jazzed. Not you jazzed, me jazzed, <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. And then I also thought it was, Really impressive that when I was playing the bodybuilder, I didn't find him too annoying with like, he was like, his grunts, yeah, his grunts <laughs> every time he attacks. So for me, it's like I, in most games, they would have done that in a way that it would have been like, this guy needs to shut up <laughs> or you would have just like switched characters or something. But yeah, for me, I like, I didn't get sick of that. I didn't really get sick of any of the, the music. No, I think it, I think it all changed and fine enough. And it was, I don't know. It, it was good. It, I just didn't, it didn't annoy me. 
thought the music was very good, and it is on Spotify, in case you're wondering. But yeah, the music just, you hear it a lot, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> like, there's a lot of times we're just playing, and like, I'm just like listening to music, and I'm like, this is a jam. I like the song. Jim, it's so weird. Keith was all about music when we first started this podcast. And now I feel like whenever I enjoy music, you're just like, yeah, it was, I, I didn't hate it. You it know? It's fine. It existed. I'm just like wondering if we have like opposite tastes or if you're just like not into music right now. I don't know. Because I feel like it's been a while since you've said, yeah, I listened to the soundtrack in my, like, and I loved it. That is true. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time Keith said that. Uh, last week? No, there was the same one where you were like, yeah, it was good. I liked it. I no. mean, like, I'm talking about you and Nick getting excited. Like, you, I feel like with a lot of games, you know, like a year ago, you were like, yeah, I, I was listening to the whole soundtrack, and I think it's really great. And now you're just I like, do, I don't hate it. Yeah, I do still think a lot of it goes back to, I would just, I would run out of podcasts to listen to, and so I would just, like, pull up game soundtracks on my phone. And like while I was driving to work or home from work, I would just listen to those sometimes. Now I, now I work from home all the time. Because Keith, you were the one who taught me that awful phrase of "Yeah, that song lived in my head rent free." Never heard that song that that phrase before until you <laughs> said it. And it's like, yeah, at one point, that. at one point, you actually did like music, and now you're like me. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. No, okay, whatever. We'll forgive you. Um, Sorry. But I do have another thing uh, oh. that's pretty important for people here. If you were playing co-op, I don't know if this has been patched yet, but there is a generation. The, the game does have crossplay, but it does not have like a generation crossplay. Well, so it's weird because it does because you could host on a Series X and I could join your game, but you couldn't join from a Series X over to my game. So I had to jump over to Cloudplay so that it saw me playing on like the series X level and then we could cross play both ways. Yeah, correct. So if you are playing on a regular Xbox, you might just want to delete the game and play cloud play. If you're playing with a friend who has a series X game, but, or as Keith said, you can join their series X game. So just kind of something to be aware of. Uh, hopefully they patched it because I, I know there's shouldn't from what I've heard, there's no issues playing PC and console, but uh, yeah. So getting into the achievements though, uh, this game overall, I would recommend for achievement hunters. Yeah, of course, because you and Keith got a thousand. Yeah, and this game isn't terribly long. That's the other thing I really loved about Nobody Saves the World. Andrew wasn't interested in how much I got. <laughs> you, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I would love to hear. Let me guess. <laughs> Let me guess. You. Let me guess. I'm Eight, teasing you. Eight fifty. What? Eight fifty. No, I did beat the game, but yeah. it's not eight fifty. What is it? It's um five fifteen. Ooh. I got that's embarrassing. I, out of 33. I bet you wish uh, I didn't let you finish. How much I know. I was just teasing you. I didn't think you would actually no, go you, back to like what it is up it? And I had to figure it out. <laughs> I just me. wanted to interrupt you, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, anyway, as I was saying, though, this overall for Nobody Saves the World for main story, you're looking about 14 hours. It's not a terribly long game. If you want to complete it, you're looking between 18 to 25 hours because there is a new game plus in which the new game plus is actually pretty cool you can also be very you... sidetracked i felt like i was very sidetracked and it took because you were longer. looting all the stinking time maybe <laughs> i also i like that there was an achievement called did you try turning it off and on again because it just reminded me of a uh, it crowd yeah well I, I mean so yeah as far as the new game plus one of the things the nice things that was you know worked out for andrew is that i was able to keep playing and then he was able to just join my game and, and finish it off that way so he was able to get that achievement for free um thank you keith <laughs> yeah no problem but I, the new game plus actually is it's overall worth playing but you, because you don't like andrew said it doesn't add on a ton of gameplay to it because you really don't have to focus on the story or any of the unimportant side missions but the way the mission or the the way the different towers or dungeons or whatever play out it's actually it's a lot of fun and it's worth playing but honestly i think i think if we had sat down and done that start to finish let's just co-op i think the game is easily finishable even completion in under 10 hours I mean, without counting going. yeah large parts but i think we just we were we were able to clear missions and like dungeons so quickly just with two people because it doesn't really increase the difficulty so that just playing co-op i think actually makes it go so much quicker yeah and then if you die while you're in co-op your friend is only dead for like eight or ten seconds and then they just spawn back with full health 
So yeah. it makes it very easy. Yeah, just one person just has to keep running in circles and make sure they don't die for a few seconds. And then, oh, here's your, here's your friend. So would you call this a good weekend cleanser? I would say it's a little bit longer than a weekend game. Unless you're like really, you know, have the house to yourself and nothing, not doing anything all weekend. You could be in the weekend, but I would say, I would say it takes about a week. Casual playing for a week. Yeah, I think it took, I think that's what it took me about. It's probably about a week. I mean, yeah, we play a game a week, so yeah. (laughs) Uh, How about that? (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) This This is your first day. All right, but we're going to get to our final thoughts here. Uh, so for me, Nobody Saves the World is a ton of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to play with friends. Uh, well, specifically one friend because it's only two-player co-op. But I just loved how this game is a role-playing game, but it changes up the formula a bit by instead of just, hey, you killed monsters, here's a certain amount of XP you got. You have these quests that the quests make you unlock levels and get new forms, and you're always just changing things up. This game's just not stagnant. You don't have a, you know, one form fits all and just, I can smoke everything with just this one character. It just, the game constantly just is having you try new things, try new forms, you know, explore new areas. And it was just, a, the gameplay is just a ton of fun. The story was just really disappointing for me. I thought the world was interesting. They just didn't do anything with it. So I'm hoping they come with a sequel and actually have more fun with it. But I mean, that's just a minor gripe. I think the art style is great. I think the music is fantastic. The achievements were great. It, this is just a solidly fun game. So for me, this game, I'm going to give it an 88. So I, I, I largely agree with everything Andrew said, as always, I guess, or sometimes, as sometimes, I think is a better. But I I loved everything about Nobody Saves the World. I liked, I loved playing it when I was playing solo. I thought it was a ton of fun when I was playing co-op. I think the way that it drives you to actually change your own gameplay as you go through it between the way the quests and the different uh, or between the, the way that the different quests work out and how you level up different characters. It was just always something new and it felt fresh while I was playing it. I Even if I was doing the same thing over and over again, I almost wish there was more to it, but I don't know what they would have needed to add. But it's it's definitely one of those Story. games that... <laughs> yeah sure i guess i was fine with what it was in there and i didn't care that there was a mummy either it I'd didn't love bother new me forms. new forms would be cool so yeah i mean some new forms would be cool so like maybe like an expansion if they could build that or like andrew said a whole new game i, I think that would be cool if i would like to see more of this world or, or how they could build out something similar so i'd i'd i would take more of this game is what i i guess i would say to it and Taking on a question, Andrew and Liz, I, th- I think you guys were talking about with It Takes Two. Like, I I can't think of anything wrong with this game or any reason I wouldn't wouldn't want to play more of it, um, other than I just don't need to at this point. Yeah. But I think I've got to give it a solid 92. But there's like eight points more that you want to add to it. <laughs> I just, I don't I just know. Because I just hear you saying that like... and I'm just like... Yeah, I know ninety nine, whatever. I don't give a perfect score. I just don't do that. I'm just ninety two is like it just my feels good. Ninety two just feels right. Feels right. I I think that's a great score. You really like this game. Um, I am going to give it an eighty nine because for me, I mean, I told you that about the story, how I was a little disappointed in the ending, you know, and I, I but I love the characters. I love the gameplay. A little bit of burnout here and there. I remember stopping quite frequently. Like I wasn't like I have to play this game, but I also enjoyed it whenever I booted it up. And looking at Metacritic, Series X is seventy nine and eight point two, Xbox One, TBD, and six point five. And uh, someone who gave it a sixty said, despite the huge variety of moves and characters, this disappointing follow up to Guacamole is let down by mindless combat and bland dungeon design. It's guacamole. Guacamole I, is a food. Guacamole? Yeah. Listen, do you know what is frustrating? <laughs> the first time we recorded this, I said it right because I remember you not correcting me. <laughs> so I'm just going to give that to myself that I said it right the first time. Okay. Congratulations. Guacamole. <laughs> I'll guacamole you. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I've been your hardcore gamer host, and you can find me at Live at Firebird0152. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepasscrabbag at gmail.com. We're at Facebook at GPGB. We're at Twitter at GPGBpod. So come on by, say hi. 
we love game suggestions and we love hearing from you everyone uh thank you so much we've gotten quite a bit of reviews on spotify and apple itunes so for all of you who have taken the time to write us a review or give us a review on spotify thank you so much we greatly appreciate it we always love getting feedback and hearing what our fans have to say about us so we love you all even the ones who don't give us a review we still love you too thank you for tuning in all right keith i'll let you go now i've been keith if anyone's actually still listening, I'll, I'll put this out there. I've still got stickers just hanging around, and I don't know. Ooh. So if anybody wants them and you're still listening now, I, Curtis, sorry, I'll figure I'll figure it out. I don't <laughs> I don't know how time zones work and things, so I'll figure that out. But if you're anyone else and, and you want some stickers and you're still listening, let us know. I I'll even handwrite a thank you card. I'll I'll even do that. Yeah. So if you want a free sticker, I guess yeah, just email us your mailing address wow I, even i don't know what keith's handwriting looks like it, it's, it's not, not great good. <laughs> it's, it's it's not great it's better than mine i need to create like a fake twitter account and be like i just, want a sticker it's better than mine <laughs> literally look on our twitter liz uh javier from nerd talk plus he got some stickers and he took a picture of of my handwritten note or on how facebook did i missed that how did i miss i that? don't know he did it, it was either on facebook or twitter i don't know someone just someone look it up so while supplies last on. If you, uh, we promise we won't use do anything nefarious with your mailing address. We'll just send you a free sticker. No, I'll even put my return sticker on there. So I guess you know you'll know my address. You'll too. know where Keith lives. Wait, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't. Maybe I no. Maybe don't say that. Actually, <laughs> you guys could return Keith like a, you know a dead possum in the mail. Yeah, please don't mail do that. <laughs> mail Keith some dead no, possums. No, yeah, no, please don't. Please don't do that. Possums are so hated and they're so cute and they are actually really incredible. I just wanted to say that because they are a weird looking creature. It's like but it's like a rat and a a raccoon. I was reading this whole thing about how they're awesome. I don't know. They're, they're good creatures. I'll I don't send know. it to you. <laughs> yeah, they can't get Lyme. They don't carry Lyme disease, so like, so they can't carry more of it. We yeah, keep just... getting contagious about animals. <laughs> I'm Liz Anoob, gamer tag comment. I'm Dean. And I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob. Noob is E W, and I'm a cat lover and a possum lover. <laughs> oh, possum! You well, we didn't even get into lizards. How much do you love lizards? <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> I saw a lizard yesterday. It was hiding in like this barrel, and I went. <laughs> do you know what? I was at work, <laughs> and I, I literally, I literally received like, care. I literally received like ten texts about Liz. How excited she was! Shout to out like, Yeah, Piper didn't care. <laughs> Just like, oh, cool, mom. <laughs> Great, a lizard. Carry on. Where are my goldfish, please? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to end it here. Thank you all so much for joining. We love you all. See you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.